0: Fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is
1: the way that be It's is the, the way, way that we, that we, way that we and I... Hi, I'm
0: Reese, and I'm Kristen. And And this this is to Ellen back. back. I wasn't supposed to say and, but I kind of nailed it.
1: Welcome to the second week in a row in which I thought we were recording at a different time than we were actually recording, which means (laughs) I have arrived very prepared, fully refreshed, (laughs) hydrated, (laughs) at the top of my game, and ready to talk about taking the meat. Oh, seriously? (laughs) You didn't even say the title of the episode before I had to hear that shit again? (laughs) I mean they didn't. <laughs> True. So today's episode is called Lawfully and it was written by Bona Fide Lesbian Rose Trochet and directed by Bona Fide Man, Daniel Minahan. And I know what you're thinking. It's a man. Ooh. But here's the thing. <laughs> this guy has worked on a ton of amazing shows. Like he worked on Six Feet Under, True Blood, Game I mean, I don't like Game of Thrones, but some people I do. do. Um I do. Everyone does but me. And also, he was the AD and writer for I Shot Andy Warhol, which is like an incredible indie film with a lesbian attempted murderer.
0: Oh, again, your favorite topic.
1: <laughs> I could talk about <laughs> Valerie Solanas all day, but instead, we're going to talk about the L word. This aired February, the day after Valentine's Day.
0: It did, the day after Valentine's Day, 2004. And um, I have given up trying to find good summaries of the episodes. I'll tell you what, not only are there not good summaries on IMDb, but there are not good summaries on the DVDs themselves. The summaries aren't even good.
1: Oh my gosh, Kristen, speaking of the DVDs themselves, Mm -hmm. tragedy struck my household this week (gasps) when I opened my DVD set for season one of The L Word and there was a disc missing. (gasps) Which means I had to watch this episode on On Netflix. Netflix.
0: That is horrific, Reese. I am so sorry. Do you think that the disc belongs to one of your exes in true lesbian fashion? Oh,
1: it's definitely inside a DVD player in New York, maybe? In a (laughs) landfill? In a a landfill, right. (laughs) Yeah, it probably is like (laughs) killed a Sea Turtle.
0: Well, this is the one where Tim walks in on Marina and Jenny. mm Mm-hmm. I mean, is there anything else we really need to say to summarize
1: the core piece of it? I could talk about the meet again.
0: No, please don't. It's also the one where we meet Melvin, Bet and Kit's father.
1: Oh, yeah. We meet Bette's father, Melvin, played by the legendary Ossie Davis.
0: Yeah. uh, Not my favorite character by a landslide, (laughs) but we'll get there. First, let's just go back to 1976 in Hollywood, West Hollywood. Oh, I'm so sorry, uh, West Hollywood, which is where you, Reese Bernard, live.
1: I do live in West Hollywood, which actually incorporated in the early 80s. And part of why West Hollywood became its own city separate from the rest of L.A., part of it is because there's a lot of like seniors here who wanted rent control and they sort of banded together with gay people who are sick of police raids. And they came together and were like, let's make our own city with our own police so that you'll stop harassing us everywhere we go. But what's interesting is that one of the like worst police raids to ever happen in West Hollywood happened in 1975. And so a lot and a lot of activism occurred around that. So like 1976, I'm curious why they picked this year because this was actually a year when like a lot of that was was getting a little bit less.
0: Interesting. Yeah. You'd think right based on that history that you just delivered to our ears, you'd think that this would have been set in like 74 or even 75. 75, Yeah. Because I think that's like
1: the it was really peaking right yeah right. Uh, but like
0: right and like because yeah interesting but interesting it, but it and definitely this...
1: was still ha- it must have still been happening because they wouldn't have incorporated in 1984 if it wasn't still happening by then you know right or they would have right. probably but i don't know i don't know i wasn't there i was just a little glimmer in my stoned parents eyeballs at that point but um <laughs> but yes obviously at, at this point in time gay men much more than lesbians were often targets of this type of entrapment where you might be at a diner where apparently people are taking numbers not for their burgers, but to have a chance to go to the bathroom and get a blowjob. Oh, is that what was happening? Well, when he said number, when they were out in the diner and the guy was like, number 24, the guy was like, (gasps) oh, he didn't stand up and get a burger. He stood up and went back to the bathroom.
0: Oh, interesting. I didn't even pick up on that. I think I was still very much tuned out after (laughs) the cops said, uh, take, take that meat. I just... I blacked out after that
1: for a short moment. Yeah, I mean, probably Uh, so did the guy given the blowjob.
0: You could imagine my shock and horror when I thought I had cleared that line for the one and only time I would ever have to hear it, and then it happened again at the end of the episode.
1: I was like, this is the bookmark? This is the line we're coming back around to. Okay. So anyway, if you have no idea what we're talking about, (laughs) the opening scene is in this diner, 1976, a cop... You don't know he's a cop. Gets a guy to give him a blowjob in the bathroom. He's obviously having a great time, but after he comes, he clearly arrests the guy for indecency, even though gay sex was legalized a few years earlier. But you can still get you can still get arrested for 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 that kind of activity, I guess. For
0: bathroom play.
1: For bathroom play. Yeah. For bathroom. And walks bathroom him play. out, and by all the other gay men at this gay diner.
0: I would like to perform a citizen's arrest on the cop for saying <laughs> this
1: sentence citizens arrest I just bust into the bathroom I'm like excuse me sir (laughs) you're like hi I'm Kristen I wrote the book this is a book for parents of gay kids and I've been giving advice to queer people and everyone is gay for 10 years and this is not nice (laughs) and I am making a citizens arrest you can't just get a blowjob and then arrest someone yes you know this is why kids feel ashamed of themselves
0: yeah, just not cool, this cop. Not I really cool. hoped he didn't survive much past 1976, but it turns out he's alive and well in 2004. <laughs> we'll get there. but before we do, I want you to know that after the credits, my first note is Tim and Jenny are domestically giggling, which I feel like summarizes the scene.
1: Yeah, they're brushing their teeth. They're like being cute. Being
0: cute. I have, I have so like much to washing say. Washing
1: Marina's pubic hair out of her teeth, probably.
0: Oh, my God,
1: Reese!
0: I'd like to start this discussion of this episode out in a little bit of a macro way by saying I did not enjoy this episode. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't think it was good. Okay. Is that
1: bad? Is it bad to start there? Did you like this episode? I liked it better than last week. I don't know. I, I don't this, know. I
0: found this episode, and we'll, we'll, uh, trust me, I will tell you all the places where I did not like this episode. I ju- I just found it to have like a lot of holes and a lot of like really overarching places where I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> How did this happen? You know? Yeah. So we'll get there. But I do believe that Tim and Jenny brush their teeth, and I do believe they would be giggling in the bathroom while they brush their teeth. Then, of course, we learn that my prediction was correct. Reese, yeah. Shane did hook up with Alice's mom.
1: Wow way to go really read the, through the line <laughs> really read the lines. flirting as leading to more intimate activities <laughs> so yeah Alice we go to Alice's house where her mother Lenore who again just wants to be the cool mom she has right. added herself to the chart and Alice is like you this is not just like an art project you can't just draw your name in the chart and she was like I kissed your friend or I hooked I don't remember what she said she said that she had kissed. a moment she's she
0: said. She said specifically um, that she kissed Shane, and the quote I wrote down was, "At first it was casual, oh. but then it became intimate." French. Pause. French. <laughs> <laughs> which I like.
1: Oh, I, I love moment. Lenore.
0: She also like drew herself on the chart in a red marker that Alice had a considerable trouble erasing, <laughs> which I found like death. I was very very anxious about it. I was like, "Oh no, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the whole chart has been compromised." But also, like, even though Lenore did hook up with Shane, I think it's like a rule that you're not allowed to add yourself to a chart that your daughter's on. Like, that's just like, I, I mean, as someone great. with a lesbian mom, I don't think that's appropriate. You don't right. want to be so sexually actually, connected to your mom. I think that kind of like goes without saying, right?
0: I think that does go without saying, unless we're talking about Game of Thrones, in which case anything is on the table for But why session. would we ever
1: talk about Game of Thrones?
0: Only because of our director. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Reese, so you bring up a really good point, which is that you were like, "Oh, Alice's mom is saying that she's considering more than just men, blah blah blah." And this is an experience that I imagine you had in your life. Like, what is your experience with your mom? Your mom is gay.
1: Mm-hmm. She's a gay you, lady. Do, <laughs> can you can you tell us about this? Um, it. I mean, it was, it was like when my mom came out which is when I was 15 so I had like a like I had a very tough few years there where a bunch of bad things happened to me and -hmm. so by the time my mom came out I was like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) (laughs) like can I just catch a goddamn break like can something just be chill for a minute because and my mom and I did not get along very well at the time so um Mm -hmm. it was it was hard and I just lost my father and so there there was a lot of like complicated feelings in it but definitely like I was like I can't be gay because my mom is gay. So, right. and when she came out, I was very afraid, like, oh no, like I'm going to get the gay gene. And I'm going to be gay. And that's awful. And like, I have to be the straightest person that's ever straighted.
0: So when you were going through then to fast forward from 15 to what, 23, when you were like coming to terms with your sexuality, mm-hmm. was that a big piece of it for you? Like a big reason that you had sort of squelched it for so long? Yes. Yes. That is complicated. Oh, yeah,
1: it's really complicated.
0: I mean, I have a lot it's more like, to say about
1: it, but I feel like this would take up the whole podcast. So I won't. Okay, but- so
0: maybe, <laughs> perhaps, if the listeners demand it, we'll get a special episode where I interview Reese about her uh, coming out process. You know what's with
1: her funny, mom. though? There is, we did do an A plus podcast where I interviewed my mom about it.
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So you're saying, you're telling me that if I support queer media, not only do I get the satisfaction of supporting queer media, but I also get to hear this story in detail.
1: You do. And you get to hear my mom talk about going to her gay ladies support group that she told me was for women in transition.
0: Wow. She went
1: forever. And I was like women. And I thought it was like transition from like being married to a man to then having that man die or then, then to be divorced. And then he died and all that stuff. I didn't know it was transition from like straight to homosexual. She went to the gay bar every weekend for brunch because she said they had good brunch.
0: Okay, so after we learn about Shane and Alice's mom and this whole scene happens, we go to a couple of little scenes. One is Tina, uh, again, staying right on that timeline of stereotypical things that happen to pregnant women. She is puking her guts out in the bathroom.
1: Yeah, and Bette is excited because daddy's here daddy's
0: here and also just to like this is like (laughs) bet where Uh, bet begins this episode is where she stays the whole episode it just gets worse she does not give a fuck that tina is puking Mm. she does not she doesn't even does she know that tina lives with her like does she know (laughs) because i'm not sure so yeah uh anyhow they they decide
1: to oh well Kit, kit tries to write a letter Okay, so this
0: is where my notes begin on, seriously? Because Kit, on a little yellow notepad, writes in beautiful handwriting, this is your mother, and then crosses out (laughs) your mother and writes Kit. And I just feel right out of the gates, like who starts the letter saying who you are? That's not how you start a letter, that you sign the letter at the end of the letter. Right. So I just feel, I just feel like maybe there were a couple of expositional points that could have landed a little more nuanced for
1: me. And I think that, um, I will say every time that my mom calls me and I pick up the phone, she goes, hello, this is your mother. Oh, And I'm like, first of all, I have caller ID. (laughs) Second of all, like, I know what you sound like. right. I've known you literally my entire life. (laughs) Like... So
0: you think this is believable only if you are a mother, you would do this. Yeah, you. you my 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 mom used to text me, "This is
1: mom." <laughs> well, I know that actually because my phone. Okay. Yeah, moms like to assert themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, from from the jump. But um, I also think, like, <laughs> is he not going <laughs> to know she crossed? He crossed her. anyway. Okay. Right.
0: I know that the, it can continue. We could go down that <laughs> rabbit hole forever, but. Um, Okay, so Dana, this is, and here we go into this next scene with Dana and Lara. I'm, I'm also like, I don't know. I mean, Dana, for the first three to four episodes, was like, I literally won't even wear an article of clothing that might signal to
1: somebody that I'm gay. Even though now she, she constantly si- wears articles of clothing that signal that she's gay. <laughs> like, has she worn gay. sleeves yet? No, definitely. Oh, not Oh, the bird a shirt sleeve. had sleeves, but the birds, ah. birds are gay, so that like equaled itself. It out. like canceled it out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but like they're just like making out on the court. I know. Uh, Lara
1: is so horny for Dana all the time. Like you can just feel it radiating off of her. Like she wants to just hop on, pop. You know.
0: And she's not. She's not afraid to say it. No, she's she's like, like, who's the
1: sexiest tennis player in all the world? I would be (laughs) like, I'm sweaty. I know. I was embarrassed. Like,
0: I was embarrassed for everyone. Like, I just (laughs) wanted it to stop. I didn't like it. Uh, I was I was really into the manager or whatever this guy is. His yellow sunglasses. Oh, yeah. He looked like a rejected
1: boy band. Yeah. (laughs) You know, or (laughs) like he's on their Backstreet Boys reunion tour and he's like replacing one of them who like just didn't feel like doing this anymore. (laughs) You know, he's bad. He's a bad person.
0: He's like, yo, you want to go to that Subaru dinner? If you two ever want to mix it up. Just kidding. Just kidding. And Laura, uh, to her credit, uh, as she leaves, she's like, nice to meet you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> which I appreciated. <laughs> uh, but basically, Dana's told, you know, bring Harrison. You can't bring a girl to the Subaru dinner,
1: which is crazy. Yeah, they're going to Morton's, just like a steakhouse in Beverly Hills. I think if you're doing an Elroy drinking game, man proposes threesome would be on there oh you know good for your board yeah that's true that's true so yeah he says she should bring harrison but it's not really clear if like that is an order that he like is really aware of or if he's just profoundly uncomfortable with her being gay
0: right Uh, yeah
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then we go to the planet i love this scene so much i need
0: i need to play a sound clip okay god who's my mom's just slutty slutty chicken cheesy pervert I mean, got you know, not to mention a
1: liar, because she said you came on her and she was just being polite. She's wild. <laughs> and oh, op- it I opens do. with her being like, I can't be gay again, which I was like, I can relate to this. You know, she's like, my mom's right. gay. I can't be gay. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Shane is like, instead of sh- instead of Shane being like, oh, I'm so sorry, like fighting back. Shane's like, yeah, your mom's pretty wild. Yeah, we did. And Shane will not let up. Mm-mm. She will not apologize. She's- no Mm-mm. apologies. Like, Brian. she's like Brian Kinney. No apologies. Uh, doesn't do breakfast. And she's and she's like, your mom is really sexy for an older woman. And Alice is like trying to pull her own head off of her neck. <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: escape this. Uh, chicken chasing, I thought, was a really interesting choice. Yeah, because what does, does that hurt, mean? What does that mean? Like a bird? A chicken is a bird. A chicken is... What is the chicken in this?
1: You know, a sport that you chasing? play on farms is you... It's like where they, you put grease on the chickens and then you have to run around and try to c- catch the catch the chicken with your hands. A chicken, I thought that was a pig. No, you do it with chickens too. I mean, at least yeah. my dad did.
0: I guess technically you could probably do it with any animal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a horrible, this conversation has taken a horrible <laughs> turn. Let me get
0: us back on track. Maybe do cougars eat chickens uh, for dinner? Uh, I don't for know,
1: cougars, so we should know. We should know. I mean, I, I, do, I, I do, do enjoy chicken. chicken.
0: I love chicken. Yeah, so that's probably what so, it is. Yeah, that's that's what it is.
1: <laughs> Solved.
0: So then we get to, I wish I had like a gong sound <laughs> for every time we get to something in the episode where I was like, what? Because we get to this bit where Shane's like,
1: oh no, uh, Mr. Sam Chuck, I can't remember his Harry. first name, too. Harry. Yeah. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> Who she refers to as the fucking gay Hollywood mafia fags. Yeah. And she which says, is- think that she is a guy
0: that's and that's where the gong would sound oh really I just really you think that you think that a gay man would would clock Shane as what Shane says a twink
1: well Shane used to work for I think used to work for them under that impression uh, like
0: sh- so Shane was passing as a gay guy yeah in order when, to make when money her when and she lived on the Clive. streets were sex workers, which we get into later. Okay. So maybe I hadn't added it because I forgot that that was even a thing when I was watching this scene. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, really? Like, I just can't
1: imagine. But I guess you're right with that. Yeah, I think before, for some reason, I just was like, she probably had shorter hair before. Right. (laughs) You know, whenever like her, but I'm pretty sure, I mean, I suspect that these guys are in there because this is a real thing. I don't know if they were directly... So, there was like kind of a sex ring, so to speak, like in Hollywood of powerful mm-hmm. gay men who sort of ex- exploited young gay boys who came to the city wanting to be stars, um, kind wow. of like passed them around. There was this whole thing, and like it's the story that like hasn't really, there's a huge documentary about it that got totally like basically squashed so like it never got a release you can watch it on vimeo but then this past year the atlantic did a big story so now there's a lot people are becoming aware of like this thing that has been going on since the 90s um and i don't know if this was supposed to be a direct reference to that group and if harry's supposed to be the sort of ringleader Mm -hmm. of that group i suspect this is what they were commenting on
0: what like I'm just going to speak on behalf of our listenership that it is a fucking honor to get to to get to like walk through the L word with you it really is it's like I if it were just me and somebody else who didn't know about the L word I would have been like this was funny like I looked as far as my knowledge would have taken me you're just such a wealth of information and it really like expands upon these things that are really important to expand on yeah thanks for the
1: info so the movie is called an open secret um and And also there's an article i'll put that in the post if anyone wants to uh see the film or read the article and feel really sad because lots of times you know uh, sexual abuse against boys is not taken seriously i mean not like sexual assault against women is taken seriously either but there's a lot of like suppression happened around this story so and but i think that often there's a lot of times in the l word when they are directly referencing things that i think Mm -hmm. you know ripped from the headlines but it could just be a reference to generally gay men in Hollywood no no no. no, knowing that
0: knowing knowing that backstory I think there's no way that this is not referencing that yeah I mean they have to be uh which is hey the power of having like queer people in a writing room you know yeah um Shane has four roommates all that share her bedroom which I feel is an important fact to note because wasn't the wasn't nipple girl from a few episodes ago leaving Shane's Mm -hmm. house?
1: No. I think Where Shane is leaving her house. I think maybe this is why Shane oh. never goes to sleep at home. Right.
0: Okay, cuz yeah, this would unlock some of Shane's yeah. uh,
1: motivation here. Yeah, she cuz we know this cuz her friend Clive is at the planet like being very picky about croissants
0: um mm-hmm. and they haven't seen
1: each other in a while and he says that he had like gone back to see his mom. He had to leave LA because it was getting all blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> like like you do. You know, blah right. the blah blah land was the other potential title of that <laughs> blah, film. Blah blah land, fuck you. <laughs> so Shane's like, I you can't crash with me because I have I'm sharing one bedroom with four other people, which I have a few questions about, but okay. So Trish has a ponytail and Tim forgot his stopwatch. Yep, that's what we learn at the bus. And also, we also they have a mascot who's Thank already you. wearing their mascot outfit. Getting on the bus. Getting on you know the bus. You know what that gets is a gong. <laughs> that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. If you've ever worn a mascot outfit, it is hot as hell in there.
0: Right. Also, it's not a great comedic choice because the only thing funnier than a giant bluebird <laughs> walking onto a bus is a giant bluebird carrying a head mm-hmm. of a bluebird. I know that would have been
1: funnier. Although also, Which, they, and- I mean, they wouldn't be wearing that either, but.
0: Right. But I would have at least been a little bit more behind it than like that, that bluebird's head isn't even going to fit through the bus door. Let's be real. I'd like to see the rest
1: of that take. Yeah. 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 Send us the footage.
0: Um, We are Being now old. at my favorite part of the whole episode. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the whole episode. We cut to Marina and Jenny in Jenny's writing studio. Where she set up a little daybed. Right. They're sitting on this day bed. This day bed. You know, minor spoilers. This day going to get a lot of action. <laughs> so, so Marina has just read uh, Jenny's story. Uh-huh. And she looks at Jenny and she says, I think it has amazing potential. <laughs> Which, like, Marina's on my shit list, but this clocked her up, like, at least 10 notches. I was like, Marina knows that Jenny is not a good writer. <laughs>
1: It's you, the only thing you can say. Did, did How did you feel about her being like, you write from the demons that tempt you? Am I the demon? Am yeah. I the demon? Yeah. Yeah, Marina. Uh, yes, Surprise. You are. You're the demon. Yeah. From
0: Abraxas to Marina. In five the Jenny Schechter story. <laughs> so before we go back to uh, Jenny and Marina, which, oh boy, I have so much to say about tights. So much.
1: I have so many notes on. Well, I'm good because she's wearing these tights for the next three episodes. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> so. it's gonna get spicy in there. So we go to Tina and Bets, mm-hmm. and uh, Tina's Tina just... has is trying on everything Talbots has ever sold. <laughs> She, yeah, she can't find an outfit that's good And to be fair to Tina, at first you're like,
0: Tina, just pick an outfit. But then you learn later that Beth's going to fucking walk in and be like, Tina, you look like shit. Yeah. Take off your stupid dress, you stupid, stupid wife. I hate you. Yes.
1: I think, well, also hasn't she gained weight because she has a right. tiny baby? Right, she's bébé? pregnant.
0: Mm-hmm. A baby? Yeah. Uh, the penis, the pussy is mm. a baby. Do you watch Shits Creek? No. Mm. Sorry. I watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> so, Tina scares Kit, another small gong here. Like, Kit Kit has rung the doorbell? Or is, I mean, like... She's got women's vitamins coming in. She she has women's vitamins. She, she Normally, when you're at somebody's door, the person comes to the door. So, I don't understand how Tina startles Kit, but fine. <laughs> and then, right, and then Kit brings a box as big as the pregnancy Costco yeah. box yeah. for Tina with... Women's vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> the point of this scene, of course, is to let us know that no one told Kit that her dad was coming. Right, because obviously he's mad at her in some way. Right. So then Jenny is having an orgasm.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the scene. This scene changes everything forever. For everyone.
0: It, it does. It's the, it's the reason there's a series. Without this scene, we would not have gotten the series. Without
1: this scene, no one would ever pull down their tights and muff dive. No, people have been doing that. People keep doing that. But uh, everyone's wearing sexy ass lingerie. Tim is looking for Jenny. Well, he's looking for a stopwatch. (sighs) Then he's looking for Jenny. He walks in on Marina. Jenny's sitting there in her hot lingerie, legs open. Marina's Mm -hmm. head is between her legs. Jenny's head Uh is thrust back. She is Uh about to have a wild lesbian orgasm. And Tim stands there, and is like, "Well, you know, I, I guess one could imagine."
0: So Marina,
1: they, right? The power like, move it's like, to end all power moves.
0: Yeah, Marina doesn't even put her motherfucking shirt on. She just gets up in her bra and sort of like, like
1: almost shoulder checks Tim on the way out. Yeah, she buttons up her pants, eyes locked on Tim. What is this? Like. <laughs>
0: What is the emotional motivation for someone who has just been walked in on by the person their are fiance? Yeah. What is the motivation that's going to make Marina behave this way and not be even like I don't even need her to be apologetic,
1: but just maybe not straight up mean. I don't. I think the thing with Marina is she's not really a three dimensional character. Yeah. Yeah. She almost shoulder checks Tim. Jenny starts getting dressed. She, but- Jenny is pulling her tights up
0: for 14 hours. Like, she never gets... Well, she doesn't want to get a run. Well, she gets plenty of them.
1: As we see at the end of the episode, her entire... Her her whole top of her tights are all runs. And Tim picks up the story that has been thrust on the ground because it has potential, and it's called The Demons That Tempt Me, and he throws it at her or something? He looks sad. Like, he, he looks angry at first, but then he just looks sad? Yeah, which
0: you know and and the way that this escalates i mean i guess we'll get there we'll wait but i i will get there
1: uh in the meantime we have to go back to the healthy lesbian relationship happening next door
0: yo seriously i don't remember ever having feelings about bet being a fucking psycho Mm -hmm. and she's the bet is the worst
1: i would i would be annoyed if i had to do a scene with an actress who is not even good at pretending to be asleep Wow! Like We're her waking going... up from a nap was like if you're pretend like if someone's home and you want to pretend to be asleep and then you're like oh right. I just woke up like she I was like you can't even pretend to you're not even good at acting to be unconscious. Laurel Holloman's uh... never gonna give us a modern art interview, is she? No, never, never. It's
0: it's very clear that Laurel Holloman is not a, a, going to be a fan of Two Ellen back. <laughs>
1: Well, since we, that ship has already sailed, we can, I can say that I did not, I was not convinced by her acting in this scene, but also, wow, that, yeah, that was a monster
0: Bet's like, your dress sucks. Uh, then she basically tells Tina that Tina is going to be responsible for Kit returning to drinking yeah. by, by letting it slip that her father is in town. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Bet. And I feel like we're and this is what's crazy to me is like we're supposed to believe, um, I think, you know, that Bet is under a lot of pressure. Right. She's under a lot of pressure is. because of work. And she is, but what's incredible to me is some of my life choices, I think, were directly informed by this, by this presentation of a person who is acting like a fucking monster, yeah. but who we're supposed to forgive mm-hmm. because of, like, all of the other reasons they're acting like a monster. It's like, no, get your shit together, bet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. The, <laughs> the girl that I was with when this show was airing is not, she's not, she's not a monster. She wasn't a monster, but I just feel like I excused so many behaviors across the span of my relationships uh and this kind of character i think has something to do with it
1: yeah no i think so too it's because everyone like this relationship is more valorized and idolized than any other relationship in the l word and also bet porter is very universally like everyone loves Bet. everyone wants everyone wants to fuck bet everyone wants to be bet and like i did too and i don't know the fact that i didn't pick up on any of this my first time through is bananas to me so um Tim, <laughs> Tim,
0: is, Tim is so angry that he shatters the glass on his stopwatch with his thumb, which I don't even know if that's possible. Oh, it
1: is. You've done this? I mean, I it's feel up, like I, I like, I like walk near a glass in the sink and I break it. <laughs>
0: Uh, and right after that, we go right back into Bet being an asshole. Bette, so, so <laughs> Bet and Tina are in the fucking car, and and, and Bet is like, "Tina, get out of the car and wave, so my dad knows we're here." Uh-huh. And Tina does it; she gets out of the car and she waves. And as soon as Bet's dad clocks them, Bet gets out of the fucking <laughs> car and walks over and gives him a hug. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm so mad.
1: And then I'm blowing the speakers out. And then when Tim is, and then Tim, Tim sorry. I was thinking about another neglected wife. And then when (laughs) Tina gets in the backseat, Bet's like, I can't see. Move your head. Move your head. (laughs) And Tina's just like, mirror, 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 I know. Tina's like, Bet got you this present, Melvin. And I'm like, oh God, make it stop. So Melvin, Bet's father is played by Ossie Davis, who's like a super legendary actor and was in all, he was in like a ton of Spike Lee movies and a lot of like early classics of like African-American cinema. And, it was a big deal that he was on this show, and this was his last role that he played. Ever. Oh wow, really? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's amazing. I mean, the right the I hate the character. Yeah. like I don't even. And he was the very involved is... in
1: like civil rights movement and stuff like that. Like he was a he was an activist when he was younger. Um, so it's a really cool, like it's a really cool cameo. Yeah, awesome. Or guest spot, rather, I guess. Right, cameos are when you play yourself.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I think so.
1: Oh wait, I have one more note about that scene though. Oh yes, go ahead. <laughs> After making a big deal about tina's dress somehow Beth has <laughs> tina wear a wrinkled a profoundly wrinkled white cotton suit type thing it is mm-hmm. so wrinkled she looks terrible she looked so much better in the dress she looks cute in the dress
0: i know i like the dress i didn't see anything
1: wrong with the dress yeah it made her boobs look good distracting me from her personality
0: um speaking of personality oh jenny boy. has arrived at the bus
1: <laughs> did jenny i miss the has, oh, she's probably wondering i'd love to see trish swim i'd love to see the women in the water this <laughs> this is
0: intense yeah this is like a taste of jenny Schechter that will carry us through the series yeah because fucking she is so upset she is d- devastated that Tim is going to leave her, and of course, like right, the depth of Jenny's fear is not really about Tim; it's about the fact that she's terrified because if Tim leaves, it means that everything she's been doing is real.
1: Right. Well, and also, I mean, Tim is her life, and she said before she said Tim's, and you know, I think she's had her, she hasn't had an easy life, like which we find more about later. But I think Tim has mm-hmm. really served as like her caretaker, and the I yeah. think so. It's partially like it's the gay thing, but it's also just the fear of. Having to take care of herself um, and not having that protector in her life that she feels like she needs in it. And that I guess Tim did so well that it didn't matter to her that they are completely incompatible in pretty much every way, including it might be sexual orientation. And they sort of fight physically. Mm hmm.
0: The way that Jenny responds, though, to Randy in the moment, I thought was, like, very poignant. How Mm -hmm. she just keeps saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, she's in this escalated place where she's obviously not fine. Tim is not fine. Nobody is
1: okay. Tim wants the ring back. She's like, please, like, please forgive me. We can keep going. If you leave me, I'll die. And he's like, was that the first time? And she says it was the first time. And he's like, you went from not talking to letting her eat you out, which, I mean, many do that's I don't think that's an odd sequence of events no but I mean just look but at it look at the scene we had earlier case. where this man ate each other man's meat without talking come on
0: Reese come on <laughs> Ugh. She was uh, stuck and, in and on Jenny's this... meat no I don't you can you're you're dismissed <laughs> she was she <is> meat packing <laughs> okay God damn it so the scene ends with uh Jenny saying I want to be your wife and Tim saying you want to be my wife
1: Get in the car
0: and they drive off.
1: We're going shopping. That's what I wanted him to say. Get in the car, we're going to the right. mall. Meanwhile, Harrison is making
0: whey protein cocktails, which I think is a very Harrison thing to do. Yeah. And also disgusting.
1: No one disgusting. wants whey protein and vodka smoothie. I don't even want whey protein, period. Yeah. So I'll I have definitely a vodka smoothie. Vodka. Just straight, yeah. <laughs> straight vodka smoothie.
0: So Laura and Dana have not talked about anything and lara has shown up with a dry clean fresh dress this is another weird thing for me like i just feel like this scene is very forced for the drama of it you know like i found it unbelievable that lara would show up with a dress without having had any conversation with dana about whether she was going to this
1: event or not but the best part is like lara shows up and so then harris is like (laughs) oh he goes back upstairs and then lara and dana are talking like oh my god i can't believe like I oh here's my dress what do you want and then Harrison walks back downstairs like he makes a re-entrance oh hi I was just freshening my drink upstairs which is not where the drinks come from but okay (laughs) um (laughs) and he doesn't even offer her a whey protein vodka smoothie he doesn't you know who really needs one now is Lara because she is not going to the Subaru event with Dana because Dana's going with her beard
0: with her beard and uh, Harrison is in support of this. Harrison's last line in the scene is, Out and Proud does not sell cars, which is a direct play. <laughs> it has to be on the fact that Out and Proud is quite literally selling these yeah,
1: cars. But no one on this show apparently knows that. <laughs> my next my next note is, oh my God,
0: is Tim a lesbian? Because <laughs> I just found this. So Tim has decided that the prerequisite for marrying jenny is that they have to go together as a couple uh-huh. to the planet so that he can stand there and witness jenny telling marina uh-huh. she will never see her again yeah. which is very confusing yeah and
1: incredibly dramatic i would have been like since we're here could i get a latte
0: right because we're I about to have a
1: long day and i'm feeling <laughs> a little worn out
0: i'm about to be wearing these tights
1: for <laughs> so long yeah
0: So, yeah, you know, Jenny's like, I can never see you again. And then Tim is like really aggressive. I mean, he obviously we just talked about the whole scene that happened at the bus, but he's like still in that space because he steps like forward into Marina's
1: space and is like, did you hear her? And it's very threatening. These two want a a lesbian or wrestle with each other so bad. Like you can just feel like they're just like waiting. They're waiting for Marina is always looking for a top off. But also Tim (laughs) asks like, how long has this been going on? because he's like sherlock yeah. holmes tim now and then um marina's like you saw all tim. there was to see the beginning and the end which like mm-hmm. and you can tell jenny's like <gasps> phew
0: oh my god jenny's like i've fallen in love with you all over again <laughs> You my life, tell which was very lie. lucky you know yeah it really was which is an l word that's true so, OK, so then we get to this scene at the pool table, which is where we learn that uh, Clive and Shane were sex workers together. Mm. Um, and they're sort of talking about that the time they spent together. Clive is still, it seems, at least one foot in this world. And they have this conversation about, you know, Clive is like, well, I'm not doing the same thing. You know, this guy is really rich. It's different, mm. um, et cetera. What did you think of the Reese?
1: Well, yeah, he says that it's not that bad. I think that they've worked. So they both worked for Harry before. I think, Mm -hmm. or at least Mm -hmm. we're in that scene. And so then when Shane is like, you know, those fags will pass you around and suck you dry. First of all, Shane's a feminist, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, but I didn't you notice something specific about this scene? No. Shane referred to those men as vampires. Oh, I did have that note. I thought I
0: have written down their vampires. I thought to myself, "There's a touchstone for me in the scene, and a touchstone for Reese. Um, <laughs> oh, I have the I sex the, work. I have sex work, and you you're a vampire. You're a
1: sex worker, and and I talk oh. about vampires. <laughs> yes. Oh, also we learned that Shane did Pink's hair for Bitter Pill. Yeah. This is the first time we're really learning anything about Shane. Yeah. But they used to be homeless together, and they used to work for these guys or hook up with these guys in exchange for food and shelter. It looks like
0: right. What do we think about Shane's use of the word fag and our use of the word fag? Like, where are we at with that?
1: I don't think it's ours to use. I feel like maybe because Shane was treat, treated as, taken what? as one, passed as a gay man for a while. Right. Maybe it is She, because I don't know.
0: She uses it, but that's, okay. that's kind of like the way she uses it. Like, the way that her and Clive exchange that word very much feels like the way you exchange a word like dyke
1: with your... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But if Clive said dyke, I would stab him in the eye with a vampire. Right. Exactly. Alice is sending her mom to go be with her brother, Nelson, who apparently has kids, who Lenore would like to call her bunny rather than grandma.
0: Yes. And um, the best part of this scene, in my opinion, is when Lenora says to Alice... Alice tries to make her mom feel better, which is really sweet by being like, just so you know, Shane said you were wild. Yeah. And you can see Lenora takes pleasure from it and then takes even more pleasure when she gets to respond. I'm sorry to hurt her feelings, <laughs> but let her know that it can't go any further.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you see, like, I, obviously Alice feels guilty that she has to send her mom off with Nelson. No one wants to leave with a man named Nelson. So then we get to this
0: restaurant scene, which is super painful. Yeah.
1: Dinner with dad. Dinner with Dad. And Tina's wrinkly suit. First of all, Oof. so Bet is excited to tell him that they're having a child. Mm-hmm. And Tina is excited to take credit for their decision to have a black donor. Yep. But which is already fucked up. And then... But that this is the one, this is the moment that I did like love her dad a little bit, uh-huh. right? Because <laughs> after Tina was like, you know, we really thought about like having the child want to reflect who we are, is so that we look, you know, when we look at our child that we see each other or we see our ourselves, and and he's, he's <laughs> like, uh, because like, so the donor is a black man, and they're like, yes, you know, he's an artist, and he's like, uh. Why, like, why would this, like, because all of us Blacks are somehow connected and we could all be traced back to some tribe in Africa where we were beating drums. And I was like, right on. Right. Yeah, exactly. I like, know. I was
0: like, I'm, all of my notes in the scene were like, oh, no. Oh, no. Except for that exact yeah. line where I was like, yeah, he's, uh, he's kind of hitting
1: the nail on the head. Yeah, because it is. Like, just the way Tina talks about it is so... It's just obvious she has no idea how to talk about race at all. And at it's all. Like, and it's ridiculous. It's so... And I think it's very offensive for her to say to him, like, yeah, this baby will be like you because the dad is Black and so are you. That's right. not how...
0: And also, there were so many other... There were so many other conversations to be had yeah. at this table that were not, you should not be mad about this because our donor was Black. Yeah. Like... First of all, he starts the whole thing by saying there is unless I'm missing information, there is no way that this child is biologically my grandchild. Yeah, that's wrong. Right. You know, unless we're missing information, but like it could easily, you know, Tina could easily be carrying Beth's embryo. Like he doesn't know. We don't know. I mean, we know, but he doesn't know. And um and, you know, there could be like, you know, the whole conversation in terms of maybe you should accept your daughter yeah. and accept us as a family and on and on
1: and on. But instead we get this. He says, I'm happy if, if that's what you want in your friendship with Mrs. With Miss Kennard, which is so yeah. brutal. And, I do like yeah, love... that's what I like in my friendships. That is <laughs> yeah, how my life is going to end up. I'm going to be raising a child with a friend. Yeah, you and me. We'll raise a <laughs> baby together. It's going to my... be great. It's going to be so cute <laughs> and not stressed out at all
0: no it's gonna be totally it's not gonna work really it's gonna be like very chill about it's working habit yeah what i do love about melvin i mean you know the character has a lot of things going on that are upsetting but i love the i love the writing for melvin Mm -hmm. like the Mm -hmm. way he speaks yeah like i'm not going to participate in this fiction of your creation like he is kit says later like he's traditional and what have you and he's written so i felt like i just feel like someone in this room this writer's Mm -hmm. room had somebody in their life that was like this man because yeah. the the lines are just so spot on to like any kind of human i've ever interacted with who's coming from this place yeah
1: but you also feel like this if this is his position it is surprising that bet thought this conversation which kits us later like <laughs> that bet th- thought this conversation would go any differently because it's very clear that he's not on board with the gay thing at all at and, all like, doesn't even want to consider tina you know her her real partner and then the waiter says that one of their specials is involves raspberry infused artichokes and then <laughs> coincidentally or not tina's like bye <laughs> so we
0: don't know if tina left because of the homophobia of bet's father uh-huh. or because of the raspberry infused artichokes, artichokes. artichokes. Yeah. okay great so here's a here's the thing um tina leaves and bet stays
1: yeah I think that's good. You think it's good that Bet stays? Well, I was thinking from the perspective of the server, it would be annoying Like to have, they had a seating and then he has to close out the check <laughs> on like one Manhattan. I'm really glad that somebody's looking out for the server. Someone, all has, someone has to look out for food it's service true. workers. It's Working not his the fault service that Bet's dad is status homophobic.
0: He deserves a full check. Um, So cool, we wind up at a chapel. Um, uh, Just a cute,
1: just a cute chapel. That's the my, cute little I- chapel in Tahoe, I guess. <laughs> I and guess? Tim, we open on a shot of the Holy Bible. It is a white yes. Holy Bible. And Tim appears to be looking in the glossary? In the index? I've the never Bible. seen a Bi- <laughs> Bible. He's just curious, as, as men are from time to time when they watch walk it on their girlfriend muff diving with another woman.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, what oh, the wow, Bible has to
1: say. Could you put, put that in the bin with salad tops? <laughs> <for worse I'm, laughs> what the for Bible has to say about homosexuality and yeah, we
0: didn't really get to see what
1: it says no did we? we didn't and um also I guess. <laughs> also though what what mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. what yeah what also the
0: woman who uh-huh. marries them is mm-hmm. like why don't we start with a kiss right and I find it creepy it's very creepy she just like watches them kiss and is like okay moving along
1: yeah she's like so you really love each other and Jenny is so hopeful about it Like Jenny's like we're gonna do this, and Tim is still mad. Everything about I mean, obviously everything about this is hard for everybody involved in it. Right.
0: I've I have found Reese that since my entire life um, was shattered before my eyes, (laughs) that when I when I watch other people who are like at on this precipice where like nothing is okay, I Mm -hmm. get like very anxious myself. Yeah. Like it like pushes buttons in me, and that's how I was feeling in this scene because like no one is okay.
1: No one is okay here. It reminded me of like the day that like we closed on the house with my ex, where like she just was being very mean and cold to me, and I was like, "This is so nerve wracking." And I was trying to like make the best of it and pretend like things are okay, especially because we had professionals around us asking us to to sign things. But inside, I was like, like sirens were just like blaring. Yeah, totally.
0: And um, also, the Jenny looks pretty cute. I don't even, I don't think I remember.
1: Jenny's just wearing the same cum-covered clothes. Cum-covered clothes. Her cum-covered, cum-covered tights and her little peach shirt and her denim mini skirt. And yeah. there you go. I,
0: I wore a denim miniskirt at this time. Oh yeah,
1: online. so did I. I didn't throw my denim mini skirt away until like two years ago. <laughs> that shit worked uh, magic for me though, that skirt. Mm.
0: It's, it's a lot that she's still wearing the tights. They're they're gonna have a champagne toast in plastic cups.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fine. And then Tim Jenny's oh, like God. the minister. And Tim is like, <laughs> oh, do you
1: just like her because she's a woman? Yeah. Do you is that how is that what you do? Do all women just like all women? And like, first of all, <laughs> yes. Second, <laughs> yes. Second the of answer all, is yes. What?
0: Yeah. And, and then uh, Tim, thank God, asks Jenny to take a fucking shower. Which is fair. Uh, my next note is very pivotal. Very, very pivotal okay. information. Lara has beaded curtains. Uh, yeah. Lara has beaded curtains she in her sure kitchen. Um, and basically, this scene is here to tell us that Lara is going to forgive Dana. Dana's very apologetic. And <laughs> Lara's one condition is that Dana needs to come out. Which yeah, is... or start
1: taking steps towards coming out. Because she says, mm-hmm. you're really, really gay. And when you hide that, you're hiding the best part of you. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, but. Yeah, Laura's intentionality, I think, is good
0: here, but. That line has always
1: bothered me because I'm like, what do you mean being gay is the best part (laughs) of.
0: right yeah i think and it's also like i mean these two have not been together for very long Mm -mm. it's fairly bold for her to be saying this at this juncture i mean it works for dana so fine Mm. Uh, dana seems to be accepting of it but as a person who was in a long relationship with somebody who was closeted for the first three years i like it took it was a long and very nuanced conversation you know Would have never been so bold as to like put it on the table right away because it's so delicate.
1: Yeah. And you know, lesbians very rarely make big ultimatums or ask for intense emotional (laughs) commitments way earlier than's appropriate. You know, yeah, it's totally totally not our style at all. (laughs) Back to the Love Motel.
0: I just have this noted as Jenny and Tim's jerk off scene attempted Um, jerk off scene.
1: Yeah. She tries to get him off. There's a very inappropriate close up on the sheet, which could be just like a little gerbil running around in there, which hopefully it was, (laughs) I don't know. It was Jenny, Tim can't, Tim can't get hard.
0: Tim can't get hard. Also, Jenny puts her entire, I know this is the thing, but like t- Jenny puts her entire fist in her own mouth yeah. to uh, get some lubrication for Tim, which, yeah. which like I, I didn't, I ne- didn't necessarily like want to see that, but I thought it was, I thought it cued how, how we're going to get some things in these sex scenes that like aren't often, you don't often see that as a move in a, in a sex scene in a TV show or a
1: movie. You don't? I don't. Yeah, I guess you don't, but you see, it's in porn a lot, I think.
0: Well, but, but, right, but we're not,
1: you know what I mean? Like, this is a TV show. Oh, this show isn't and, porn.
0: I, This isn't, well, I mean, debate That explains
1: so much. I'm like, why is everyone <laughs> talking all the time and wearing all of their clothes? So, kids having a party.
0: Kids having a party with the guy she's together thing, with, I guess? Roger? Yeah, they're making sandwiches for each other. The Ro- Roger Supreme? <laughs> And uh, Bet shows up. This is like very much a mirror of the first scene that we saw with Bet and Tino, where like Bet shows up because she's upset, and then like Kit tries to be of assistance, and yeah. Bet it's not what Bet wants to hear, or not how Bet wants to hear it, and so Bet just leaves again. Yeah,
1: yeah. Bet doesn't have a lot of patience for things she doesn't want to hear. But, right. But Bet, Bet was like, Dad was horrible, and Kit says that he's old-fashioned, and he's not the saint that Bet thinks he is. Like, get real bet and bet obviously doesn't want to get real she wants to go home and probably watch lost (laughs) another l word great job thank you uh
0: tim at first my note was tim leaves a note with his ring around it because i forgot that there was no note Before we get to that closing scene at the hotel room, Kit shows up at her dad's hotel room. So many hotel rooms in this I know, and yet none
1: of them are where I am staying and getting room service breakfast, which is all I ever want on any night of any day of ever in my life. (laughs) All I want to do is stay in hotels. I want to be Eloise. (laughs) So she says it's me, Katie.
0: Which I think I think was a good line to kind of get us to like this vulnerable place of, oh, right. These people have had a long relationship.
1: And he's like, if you wanted to see me, you should have made an appointment for an appropriate (laughs) hour. And she's like, that is not don't pretend like you weren't already awake doing your setups at 5 a.m. And he was like, fine, I was. Yeah. Which was kind of cute.
0: I know. I like that. I like that exchange. And. Basically, she's just there and she's telling him, you know, you're you're fucking this up, essentially. You know, you don't do you want to lose another person in your family, a person who like idolizes you and like the fill in the blank that Kit doesn't say is like for reasons I can't understand. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's nice. It's nice that we see her like acting in this big sisterly way and trying to help bet out even when bet just like spun on her heel and left the conversation
1: yeah. there's and i think there's like important messaging here which is like he's like that's by you know it's biologically impossible for this person to be my child she's like would it be the end of the world and and i think that he says kit didn't leave a life of decency and kit it kind of implies that he that melvin did not lead it lead a life of decency either. but we don't know what that is yet
0: in the meantime, Kit leaves uh Melvin with a letter to return to David because David didn't leave a return address, basically, for right. her.
1: Then Tim is Ooh.
0: Tim is speeding and a cop pulls him over. And wouldn't you know?
1: I was watching this the... with Erin and and like as soon as the cop got out of the car, she's like, Oh god, this scene. Ugh,
0: the cop <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kristen's just... leaning on her microphone i arrested my whole head on the microphone (laughs) i thought you said i arrested my whole head and i was like same i arrested (laughs) i arrested myself and got in the backseat of his car so i didn't have to be out on the road listening to the conversation (laughs) that transpires because it hurts tim is speeding he's going 90 miles an hour who knows why he's listening to on my end stock music that (laughs) that like assaulted both of my ears you know like when you put the q-tip in too far and he tells the cop that earlier today he caught his wife cheating on him with a woman and mm-hmm. the man, the cop, who we, as aforementioned, is the man getting his meat sucked in the first. <laughs> I will throw the phone across the room. See? I will throw it. He said meat, not me. You've said meat so many times. Well, I am just speaking the language of the show that mm-hmm. I'm just giving what God gave me. And by God, I mean, Eileen Shaken.
0: So the cop is like, you ever watch porn? <laughs> and then he says, I, I didn't write down all of the words. As a matter of fact, I don't want to ever remember them. But he's yeah. basic, his messaging is basically when you watch porn and it's, um, lesbian porn and two women are, I think he does say, up in there licking everything,
1: yeah, which is how, that is lesbian sex. You put your whole body, like you sm- slide your whole head into a vaginal canal, and then you stick out your tongue and sort of like go back and forth so that you're licking yeah, yeah, like try to get a little you, cervix, you know. I was like, gonna say, you lick the cervix, yeah, you kind of right. flick your it, tongue at the that's... cervix you in just case you were get all, all the walls you like mm-hmm. ram your chin down so that kind of hits the the prostate from the other side you know yeah your it's... ears that's kind of you get some like whatever what are the things fallopian tubes in your ears listen <laughs> you put, yeah I was put one major. ovary
0: in each ear yeah um shake it around yeah
1: it's, and that's uh, my people talk about it
0: but, but this is a very sex positive podcast yeah so. it's a
1: very sex positive podcast if that's what you want to do if you want to put your whole head inside someone's vagina to feel what it'd be like to be a baby fetus then you should do that mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's that's how it works. And um, uh, anyway, his messaging is like <laughs> when two women are going at it and a man walks in and then he says a, a, a word that I don't need to say again because Reese has said it so many meet. times that that it's Maybe. very clear uh, that, it's that, me- it's women, that that those women that it's very clear that those women don't need that meat at all because they have the same when when two people uh-huh. have the same parts they have a distinct advantage <laughs> over
1: anyone else to please those parts which is really quite a read yeah. on first of all it's very cisnormative secondly it's obviously him rationalizing to himself that the reason he liked to get blowjobs from the men he arrested prior to arresting them is just because uh-huh. what can you do that's just biology it's, yeah man meets His... knows meets these man meat and knows what to do with it it doesn't mean you're gay it just means this is who's better at blowjobs
0: right except kind of he's proving my initial thesis statement as i began my activist work which is <laughs> everyone is
1: gay.com right know? exactly and he also says that when the, the the girls when the girls in the porn are looking he says when they're looking up and squinting like you're going to pour gasoline on them <laughs> and i'm like of all the metaphors do you do you often do you how do you know what girls look like when you're about to pour gasoline on them you crazy Ugh. meaty man i think i know why he know he's a, he has
0: burned women he's a bad man he, he's a bad did the man. witch hunts at salem and truly that man has been alive for 700 years he's a, yes. he's a vampire he does
1: look like he's a little worse for wear i'll tell you that I agree. i'll tell you that I much agree. but i think so he explains to tim that porn isn't real mm-hmm. just in case he didn't know and i guess he lets him off he does he's he, like yep because he
0: doesn't get him off he lets him off yeah
1: i know I it would have been better if he was like here let me show you how good men are with other men and yeah, tim would have been like yeah sure i'll do it and then tim they would honestly
0: would have I think Tim would have done it because yeah. Tim is not doing well. And, and I think would do anything to yeah. try to figure this situation out. But instead he drives away and we go back to Jenny who, um, awakens in bed wearing nothing but her tights, which now have many holes in them. <laughs> and she's like, Tim, 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 thim, Tim, 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 Tim,
1: tin, Tim, t- Rim, tin, Tim, Timothy <laughs> man. The Tim, 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 timber
0: so the note is nothing the note is blank
1: yeah just the stationery I think
0: that Jenny feels a lot of things in this moment and I think one of the things she feels is god damn it my boyfriend wrote something better than I did
1: <laughs> which is nothing which is literally nothing yeah maybe it was like here's here's my revision of the demons that haunt me <laughs> read it bitch <laughs> Tim's gone Jenny's alone and I I have to listen to a bad song
0: and then yes if you're Reese and your DVD is in a landfill somewhere you had to listen to a horrible song but if you were me you got to listen to I thought a beautiful song but I don't know what it is because I'm not you and I didn't take well
1: good news is I obviously uh ordered from Express one day on Amazon (laughs) (laughs) so I will have I will get this disc back thank and I will know thank God because that's just how I like to do things. I like to do them authentically. Did you order the whole set again? No, just season one. It was only nine dollars. Anyway, do you have your L word, race? Yes, I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. Lunch meat. Lazily.
1: Wow. Lazily lunch meat. I just had to get meat in there again meat. one more time. Yeah. Fuck this you. episode was sponsored by meat. <laughs>
0: Laughing, moving, fisting, biting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the
1: way. This it's the way. way that we.